Welcome to Grow My Grit, a new podcast celebrating grit. My name is Peter Willis, coming in from Calgary, Alberta, together with our gritty guru, Hazelon Shetmeyer, who's beaming in from Mississauga, Ontario. Here on the Grow My Grit podcast, our intention is to engage with guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit. Perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles, and what obstacles we faced since the beginning of 2020. However, one of the biggest opportunities for 2021 is the possibility of recreating our identities and re-engaging our relationship to both ourselves and to one another using the unique strengths we already possess and reliably bring to challenging situations. With our individual grit compass as our guide, let's explore what's available on the other side of obstacles. Are you ready? Yes, sirree! Hello, Hayes. <laughs> Hello, Peter. How are you doing today? Splendid, thank you. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, there seems to be a, a very tangible sense of energy in the room today. I know, I can feel it in Ontario. Can you feel it? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's like we have a hydro wire going straight between our rooms. <laughs> lightning bolt, <laughs> lightning bolts. Got it, received. Pocket for later. What do you think, Hayes? So we've got our listeners on board, and what do you think? Uh, what kind of what kind of journey do we all want to go on today? Do you have anything you you think you might want to talk about? I've been thinking about a few things based on conversations I've had in the last week, and I feel like it ties to a couple of episodes. But the idea that I really love to kind of play with is this idea of abundance and scarcity. So really looking at how our grit, how our individual approach to navigating obstacles, kind of wires us either toward the abundance mindset where I'm just going to show up and I know something is there versus the scarcity mindset where there's more reservation when approaching obstacles and more kind of, well, I don't know. So essentially the abundance mindset is like, what have I got to gain by taking this step or this risk? Whereas the scarcity mindset is, what have I got to lose? So yeah, that's kind of been up and up and up in my mind, up in my mind. That's been, that's come up in a few conversations and I'd love to kind of talk about that with you because I haven't yet. I love it. I think that sounds, that sounds great. And there's a couple of things already that are coming to mind, but if it's, uh, if it's okay with you, could I get you to kind of uh, kick us off and, uh, and, and we'll go from there. Maybe some of your experiences or kind of uh, unpack some of the things you were just talking about. Absolutely. So by default, I'm always going to start with my grit because really that's the point of a lot of the conversations. But the way I'm wired is that my, so my grit, my G is gratitude, my R is resilient, my I is imagination, and my T is time in the face of obstacles. And I find that particularly my R and my I, my resilience and my imagination direct me towards seeing opportunities. So in that whole I don't often come from what have I got to lose. I'm really, truly coming from what have I got to gain because I can see what might be possible. And then my time is that constraint that I reliably see as this place. Well, any time I spend exploring this avenue or this obstacle is really just going to give me more information, whether it's what I was looking for or not. I just find that the way my grit, my words, my approach always directs me toward the obstacle <laughs> and getting more information and kind of seeing what's there. Whereas I imagine that there's also the potential, and I've heard from some people that the, the, their grit is more of a kind of take it back, maybe not approach, but really just kind of what's the risk involved versus what's the potential gain. So I think for me, that's def I don't think I know for me that I'm wired and the grit conversation is a cool one because it just reinforces that 
abundance versus scarcity. There's just this continuum that I'm definitely at one end. Yeah. So um, to, to me, one of the words that would come up there would be uh, uh, reservation. Like, so you're a place of abundance or a place of um, either protection or your reservation. I'm, I'm uh, you know, trying to figure something out, but I'm taking a reserved approach. Um, yep. And I don't think it's good or bad. Like, I love that you almost can't come up with the next sentence because there's this whole... No, I certainly yeah, can't. But I love that because I think where I would go next is that it isn't that reservation or pre- preservation are bad things. It's just a different right. way. Because at the end of the day, there are often losses that are completely realistic and completely possible by approaching an obstacle or by choosing a path. So it isn't the case that abundance is better. I don't ever want to imply that. It's totally that. Yeah. Sometimes preservation is a way of making yeah. a different choice. Yeah. So yeah. So let's unpack that a bit because that's the inclusion piece that we're always talking about, right? And mm-hmm. so in 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 your mind, uh, so you're very much coming from a place of abundance. Uh, it's yeah. very pushing forward and navigating obstacles and being uh, optimistic optimistic that you're going to overcome them. That doesn't mean that's the only approach, right? So uh, coming, Absolutely. right. And coming from a place of reservation, uh, that's just a, it's a great thing to unpack together because yep. it, it really isn't, it's not a contest. And I think that's really, really important. And I know I can get caught up in that big time, especially, you know, if I'm struggling with something, if we sit, take, you know, we'll take artistic inve- endeavors for a second. Yep. I usually come at things from a place of abundance, but there's a certain part of my life that I really seem to put hurdles in my way and I really have trouble kind of overcoming them or uh, I'm just a little bit unsure of myself, right? And when I talk to, when I can talk to you about stuff and there's just a lot of positive forward moving energy, mm-hmm. I can, st- if I'm not careful, I can start to feel like it's a contest and not a, and it's a, in, in terms of like, ah, uh, okay, maybe that's not what I think. I'll kind of doctor my, my mindset or I'll doctor my conversation or I'll, I'll, I'll come up with a different answer to make it seem like mm-hmm. I'm on par with you or something, which is absolutely not the intent. Right. But I think that's a, yeah. I think that might be a big part of yeah. uh, how we operate as humans, right? We're, it's, it's, we're very often kind of going at and not going at each other, but we're, yeah. we're certainly in the, it's very common to be in a, totally. in a, almost a comparative state. Uh, yes. and, and it's so important in terms of our grit conversations, mm-hmm. this is great, great training for me, is, <laughs> is to not do that, right? Is to, is to really just accept that, no, like Hayes is coming at it from this angle and it's fantastic. It's inspiring. My angle's this yeah. and it suits me and it's okay. And there's pieces of both maybe that we can, you know, um, that we can learn from each other on, right? Yep. And I want to jump in immediately and say, your approach is also fantastic and inspiring. Even the way you just said that mine is fantastic and inspiring and yours is Okay, so you're reiterating that distinction that you just said you don't want to even believe, so it's coming out of your mouth and your words. So I would totally say that <laughs> your approach is equally fantastic. And just to, just to kind of say what you said, it's not that abundance or scarcity, that there's no judgment. It's really that just looking at my words, right? that's abundance. But again, looking at your words, intimate as your eye, you absolutely need a level of reservation and a level of commitment from the other parties because that's important to you so it's just i love the idea that our words can sometimes mm-hmm. match a particular train of thought that's absolutely the the that's as deep as it goes i just thought it would be neat to kind of play with that and see where our words land yeah 
know, that's 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 really interesting. I, I I wonder. So if we take can I if we just take a concrete example. So I I love the concept of like yes. what have you got to gain yes. as opposed to what have I got to lose. And I know you that's something you've you've always said. So. Do you have an example uh, sitting in front of you where you could apply that to? Should I come at you with an example and you can walk me through it? But I think it's a, I think it'd be really nice for the conversation for myself, uh, selfishly, and also for our listeners though yeah. to have that statement. Yeah. Can you walk us through? Can you walk us through it for three minutes? The what have I got to gain? Because that's even if that's sure. uh, not very natural to to, to people, mm-hmm. it's still a great thing to have in your back pocket. Like in terms of the the options available to look at. A situation, right? Um, mm-hmm. And 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 I think that's inspiring. I'm not always looking at things from that way, but I do love that statement. Yeah. And I, I I try and remember it just to make sure that I'm kind of turning the mirror every once in a while mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to to get a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'll use a creative endeavor. So my book, because that was definitely a huge decision to pursue something in that kind of of that capacity. And my rationale behind my book, which is called Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple. The idea behind the book was taking my consulting tool, I use what's called a grit growth guide, and I get people to really spend time choosing their G-R-I-N-T words, and then looking at areas of change they'd consider, really getting at their values and considering some other kind of processes that will help you navigate obstacles, and knowing that I will never ever meet all of humanity my what have I got to gain by putting out this book and sharing the stories of people who've done the work is that I can say that every single person on earth has had a chance to have a conversation with themselves and label the strengths that they're reliably bringing. So for me, the what have I got to gain by putting all this work into booking a book, asking a bunch of friends and family, doing everything that comes with promoting it. The what have I got to gain is knowing that there'll be more people who are interested and love word games that have access to this perspective. Because again, nothing that I've done is new in terms of self-discovery and self-exploration. It's a different format than a lot of others. So for me, immediately the, yes, what have I got to lose? I've got time to lose because I spent six months of my life getting it. And I've got respect to lose because some people said no, some didn't get back to me. There's all of that. But at the end, the what have I got to gain is so much more meaningful to me. I've got people who just send me texts and kind of say, you know what? I had a conversation with someone that would have made me cry before I knew my grit. I was called anxious by someone and I said, no, I just, in the face of obstacles, I need to gather information. My G is gathered. So again, the very long answer to that, what have I got to gain by putting out a book and doing all of the work that went into it and that will come is the ability to know that I've given people access to themselves in a way that has never been available. So that gain is enormous for me and it's worth all the the losses that exist. So not that saying, what do I have to gain removes the what do I have to lose? It's just, right. it's so worth it when that intention and that why is driving the train. Cool, cool. Is, is there... Um is there something, I'm, I'm sure there is, and I know you like words, so in terms of the linguistic programming or neuro-linguistic programming or whatever that goes on up there, what is the, yep. you know, the connotation uh, psychologically, at least for you, if you from first person, mm-hmm. when you switch from lose to gain, right? Like, is there's, you know, instead of what have I got to lose, 
What have I got to gain? What's what's happening? What happens when you start using kind of that positive? Because that's obviously a positive statement, yeah. right? That there's a positive reinforcement happening there. Yeah. And what goes on when you when you say instead of saying what have I got to lose and you list a bunch of things you could lose to what have I got to gain? Like what's the importance there? What happens? You know, by making that shift, does that make any sense? It does, but what I see in my head is a picture. So when I think of what have I got to lose, I imagine a big pit and I think of the mindset that if I approach the pit, I'm inevitably going to fall into it. What have I got to lose? I could stumble. I could end up at the bottom of something. What do I have to gain is immediately a hill. And so a hill, I can work my way up as much as that's... Mm something to climb to me what have i got to gain implies that there's this big giant entity that i can interact with maybe i can start to climb and i'm going to come down and run three quarters of the way but to me the idea of what do i have to lose Mm -hmm. makes it i just see a pit Mm -hmm. like what do i have to lose implies falling into something and there's this deficit model where i'm now having to come out of something which i guess is still climbing but to me what do I have to lose looks at what am I giving up? What's no longer available to me? Whereas what do I have to gain is just me right. interacting with something that I'm just going to get yeah. more engaged. I'll just, I don't know how to say it. Like I'm waving my arms around for the listeners. It's, it's silly. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think that's amazing. That's a, it's a, it's a fantastic picture. Like to me, I, there's two things that come out of that. One is when you when you're looking at the gain model, you got a pit and you got a hill. When you take the gain, what have I got to gain? You're starting from right where you are, so you're you're ready to go. Yeah. So you can take a foot first step and start climbing up the mountain up up to your goal. Yeah. And the the view from up there could be incredible, right? But what I like about that is that you're starting from now, from right here. I'm just gonna. What have I got to gain? I'll go. If you take the approach of, and I'm not, I'm just learning with you here on this one yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. So what have I got to lose? You've you've got a pit. You've got to go into the pit, and then you've got to start climbing. So when you say something like, "What have I got to lose?" you can't start from where you are. You've got to go down, and then you've, which makes you know, uh, it, which presents more challenges, perhaps, right? Like you're not able to start from from here and start moving towards your goal. Yeah. If you, if, when you come from that mindset of yeah. what have I got to lose, you have to go and figure out all the stuff that you've got to lose. Like you are, you're starting from a deficit. You got to go down, yeah. figure all that stuff out, and then climb out of the hole and then start climbing, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's a different, if you look at the, I'm using my hands too, but if you're looking yeah. at the task <laughs> you're trying to accomplish, you're actually making it bigger by starting from, inside the pit right yes yeah yeah and i think what's cool about that picture too is that ultimately what have i got to lose is internal and it's focused on depreciating the value of what i already have whereas what do i have to gain is already looking outside of me and i'm bringing more i'm getting bigger Mm. by gaining versus what have i got to lose i'm already looking at well this might fall off and that might fall off and that giant hole in my heart may never get filled or that understanding of that i like i think that's fantastic i love it (laughs) i think that's that's (laughs) That's, great that's how my brain that's literally what i just pictured because i've never thought of the neurological concepts behind it but my neurological concepts are pictures not yeah no that's great that's just that's just it though like there there's some kind of connection like what's happening (sighs) in your in your brain the difference between uh, between gain and lose right yeah yeah Um, that's it for me and that's just yeah it's just a really interesting uh 
inter- again, there's there isn't a right and a wrong, but it's just so interesting Correct. to hear how you're working through it. Um, because oftentimes I will think, what have I got to lose? Or I will uh, create a bunch of reasons why I probably shouldn't start climbing right away. We had that mm-hmm. chat many episodes ago about yeah. good enough, right? And yeah. I'm not good enough to start yet. I got to go down before I can start going up. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is, can be counterproductive. And perhaps for, for sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's a good path to take, uh, depending on the situation. But it's just, it's, it's so important to be able to see what, like to have that picture painted that you just painted. What if you start from here now and you start from a position of of trying to gain? I don't know. It's just really interesting. Yeah. Do you have any neurological concepts or pictures that come (laughs) up when you think of loss versus gain? No, to be honest, I don't like this is, um, this is just, uh, really interesting. I, I see, you know, as we've talked about a little bit before, there's a lot of experiences in my life where I, I, I think I come at it from a, a place of, um, you know, from positivity or from starting right now and just go for it and see what I can bring in and good things happen, et cetera. But a lot of the events that I'm, I'm really, really passionate about, I tend to not have that mindset, which is just interesting mm. for me. And I, I tend to either make excuses or, or obstacles or over-dramatize things to make things yeah. not as easy as perhaps they are. Maybe it's just a matter of picking up the phone and saying, I'd love to work with you, but I can't do it. And I have a lot of reasons why I can't, right? And I don't know, I, even though I'm not, I, I wouldn't put it in the, the game, what have I got to gain? What have I got to lose? I do really like that picture that you've just painted about the pit mm-hmm. and the hill, mm-hmm. right? And for my, for some of my endeavors, I can certainly see that regardless of the statement that I'm making, I am putting myself in a pit before I can start climbing, Right. And I'm not sure psychologically why I'm doing that. Although there's <laughs> probably a good one to unpack, but with a little bit of a twist or a little bit of help, maybe I don't have to do that every time. And I can just start climbing right away. Yeah. Right. And get to the top and see what the view is and bring people along with you mm-hmm. instead of for some things that I'm really passionate about or really care about, instead of throwing myself into a pit and then making it extra hard to try and get to where I'm trying to go. Right. I, um, yeah. Yeah, it's really. I did the picture you painted to me was really, really. Uh, that's a really interesting way to look at it. I think, Ooh. regardless of the statement, those are just two ways to be in a situation, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Does this relate to your website at all? I feel like we haven't talked about your website for a while. Yeah, no, that's a that that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah, you know, it probably it probably does. You know, uh, um, uh, there's some other reasons probably why but i think that's the thing is like the things that i that, that i really uh, feel passionate about i really want to accomplish mm-hmm. um I, I probably have a tendency to make them an awful lot harder than oh they really should be yeah. Yeah. right and so why why is that right like that's probably yeah. not for this topic but it's an interesting one to go at right because yeah. if i already for example if i can already play the piano and i know i can play the piano then why do i make it and I know how to record and I've got the gear. So why am I not recording yeah. the record of piano sonatas I want to record, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what if you were, and this is my, how my mind works when I'm at that phase. So what if you actually documented what you have to gain by creating this piano sonata? What if you actually wrote down, what do you have to gain by getting this website up and running? Like, is that yeah. a level of for me, I find that producing lists, I love lists. Yeah. There's just, it's out of my head and it's very much, yeah, this, that, and the other, I completely have to gain. And if I don't pursue this, I can't actually achieve any of those. So maybe you're going to inspire a young person who's always wanted to learn that 
Grown-ups can make piano sonata recordings in their basement, or maybe your website's going to be this one tool that a couple of teenagers have access to. So for me, writing down the things, the list of gains always Mm -hmm. outweighs the losses. It doesn't mean the losses aren't scary, but one of my first steps I do is just start to write things down. And then once I've got my list, it's kind of, okay, these are my five gains. How? Mm. How and when? So for me, I find like identifying what is available is what my imagination does. But then of course it's the practical. Okay. So if this is what I want to see, I want a website up by October. How am I going to make that happen? And when? So now I don't even have time to focus on the losses because I'm already problem solving around the game. So for me, I find that that's a really helpful strategy when I don't think there's something to be done. There often is. It's just a matter of documenting and writing things down Mm -hmm. or recording on your phone if you're that kind of person but literally like contrasting or comparing gains losses contrasting is the right word yeah yeah try that on yeah no that sounds great i'll tell you i'll tell you what maybe one of these days i should take your course (laughs) (laughs) the beauty is you're already you're already doing the work this is just it's just conversations about (laughs) strategies and sharing so you're already you're deep into this stuff you're so there you're so there i love it so thinking about your g-r-i-n-t do you feel like you are skewed toward scarcity or abundance i know you said you really feel like abundance is actually your it's more of your default setting it's just when it's really personal and like it's interesting too because i think your identity is so i would imagine that your identity is so tied to the artistic endeavors that it's really about you work and other things are about your skills right Whereas the artistic endeavors, that's like your identity. So it's hardest with intimate being your eye. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest threat, putting stuff out there and showing up and believing there's a gain. Because it's just like you said, all the losses are so yeah. loud. Loss of, yeah. Yeah. And it, it inevitably too, there's a confidence piece there, right? Mm. So like, again, I'm confident that I can do in, in, in a, you know, if it's a math equation, I'm confident mm-hmm. that I can make that and that equal this. Yeah. But when you come to, when you come to artistics, I'm maybe not as confident. Um, I, I don't know what the answer is going to be. And I, you know, one of the stumbling blocks always is like, is anyone, is anyone going to like this? Right. Which shouldn't yeah. ultimately be the deciding factor, right? Because you're yeah. gonna you're gonna do it anyway. But in terms of putting it out there, so I've already yeah. written the song or the sonata, mm-hmm. but I haven't put it out there. I've already done it. The, the work yes. is done. But it's that piece. It's that confidence piece of like putting it out there. Yes. that is that is the challenge, right? So it's a confidence piece, probably. And it's interesting because what if someone likes it? What if people like, what if people just listen? Like, what if listening is the first variable? So like is beyond your control, but what if you put it out there and people can listen? Because again, I'm thinking of the book. I have no idea who will like it. I have no idea who will use it. I I can't Mm -hmm. even get my head around all those thoughts because I just know that this is what I'd like for people. And that's why I'm putting it out there. So it's interesting that your train of thought involves the value added as an inherent obstacle because that's. One way to look at it, but equally important is why you're doing it and letting it go. Because that's totally what I did with the book. So interesting. Yeah. And there's a validation piece in there too, probably, Mm. you know, for people that do this type of thing. Like that's, there's a, there's just an obstacle there of validation. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, is it, uh, is there a need, is there a need for it or what's, 
uh, is that part of the block in terms of accomplishing things or is, you know, that you, that you're afraid of not being validated for whatever yeah. talent you might have or, and it doesn't have to be art related, right? I'm just using that as an example yeah. for me. There's so many ways to twist this, right? But like there's, yeah, that, just to follow along with you there. Yeah. Ooh, so I feel like our next episode should be us talking over your piano sonata. Would you allow that to happen? <laughs> You just play your piano sonata in the background. I would love that. Can we make that happen at some point? We can certainly make that happen okay. at some point. Oh, I love it. Okay, it's in the minutes. It's in the, it's in the episode. Yes! <laughs> Listeners, prepare yourselves. We're going to have a Peter Sonata. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, it's really interesting. I, I just love that, uh, that, the visual that you, that you painted mm-hmm. for everybody. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good. That'll be our takeaway then. Abundance and scarcity... It's like a pit and a hill. So the choice sometimes is really starting where you are and choosing. Do I want to go down into what I'm not or do I want to move ahead with what else I can bring toward myself? Oh, kabam! That's kabam! it. That's it. Okay, that we're cutting was, it off. That was the, it. That's the closing statement that's right the there, That's the closing Hayes. statement. Done! wonderful. <laughs> it was great to talk to you Oh, again. so good to watch you and talk to you and send you love. Thank you! Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. Piano sada to come. All right. Thank you. Th- thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Grow My Grit with your hosts Hayes Shetmeyer and Peter Willis is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google, and Spotify. For more information about Hayes' book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Yes! And task completion serves as a reinforcer because I can check it off. Oh, look at Peter's list. Ooh. Doc, don't cut this out.